Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at Fishers City Hall, and I, I think only a few more months will I be able to say that. Right. Uh, I have with me the mayor of Fishers, Scott Fadness, and John Wexler. John, of course, is a local entrepreneur heavily involved in the creation and continuation of Launch Fishers. You've been behind the IoT lab, the state lab being located here in Fishers. You've had many other projects we'll talk about. So, uh, John, you've been involved with the mayor for a long time. In fact, I must tell you, uh, as I was coming in for uh, this interview, I happened to run across uh, Mayor, one of your city council members who's about to go on vacation, he said he's definitely going to listen to this podcast for entertainment value. <laughs> the two of you are definitely entertaining, and I think that's probably true. But we're going to talk serious business here. I, I, I want to start off with this, but just ask, how did the two of you, I want you to start, John, how did the two of you ever first get together, get to know each other, start working together? Uh, yeah, good question. It actually goes back to uh, the Fishers Town Government Academy, now called the City Government Academy. And I had uh, I actually participated in the Police Citizens Academy, which at the time I think was a 12 or a, a 14 or 16 week program where you get to experience all aspects of the police department. So you do the dog one week, you do crime lab, you do ride along, you do uh, you know all the different aspects. And uh, after, at the end of that, they said, if you like this experience and you want to learn more, we have a town government academy where you can do the same thing. Parks, public works, uh, you know, the beautiful uh, wastewater treatment uh, facility that we have. Uh, and, and you get to experience all that. And, and so I signed up for that. And at the first meeting, I uh, found myself at the back of the room uh, with, a, uh, with a young town manager at the time. Uh, actually, I think he was a deputy town manager. Deputy think, town yeah. manager. And uh, we found ourselves talking about entrepreneurship and innovation and the role of commerce and entrepreneurs in building strong communities. And I just remember leaving thinking, man, that, that was uh, a unique conversation. I didn't expect to have that. Uh, with, uh, you know, with a, a government, in quotes, uh, employee, right? And it was just clear to me at the time that we had a lot in common. And so the next week, I made it a point that engage, and we talked a little more. And pretty soon, you know, it leads to this, uh, what I would now classify after a decade, uh, this bromance uh, <laughs> that has really flourished and, and led to some really amazing outcomes. And uh, I've just always appreciated uh, Mayor Fadness, uh, his approach to uh, problem solving, uh, questioning, thinking. Uh, I, I always say that I think his executive decision making function, right, the ability to make a decision with limited information, limited time, uh, is one of the best that I've seen. And I've just always enjoyed spending time with him. And uh, that led to us creating the vision for what became Launch Fishers, led to this idea of an entrepreneurial city where everything, innovation and entrepreneurship, 
drove towards uh, a great place to live, work, and play. Uh, that led to then uh, the IoT lab, the Fisher's Test Kitchen, and I, you know, I think just this kind of renaissance of entrepreneurship uh, here in Fisher's. So. And, and you know, Mayor, you were at that time a, a, an employee of the town. You were actually a deputy town manager later to become uh, the town manager. So when you started pushing the, these ideas that John had for uh, entrepreneurship and, and kind of looking outside the, the box, uh, what sort of a reaction did you get at first? Well, you know, honestly, uh, John and I's relationship there started more as just kind of casual conversation. You know, I thought he was interesting. Someone recently asked me, uh, what informs me? Like, how, why, what books do I read? How do I come up with ideas or directions for the city? And I really do learn the best from surrounding myself with people that are have different perspectives and are very smart and accomplished in their areas. And I just, like, I immerse myself in their world. And so John was one of these people who I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. I didn't know anything about that side of the world. And so it really intrigued me. But we didn't really get going on anything until John John left Fishers and went to San Francisco to pursue an entrepreneurial opportunity. And during that tenure, um, I got promoted to town manager. And when John came back to Fishers, that's when... And this part, I'm a little foggy on, John. I remember we got reconnected. I don't remember what specifically over, it might have been over you starting another company. And maybe that's where we got kicked off on the launch Fishers thing. But I remember somewhere along those lines, John called me one day and said, I have this company I want to start, or he was starting. And he has always been a homer for Fishers. Like John has always had a passion of like trying to bring stuff to Fishers. And so he had voiced on the phone that he wanted to do it in Fishers, but he couldn't find anywhere to do it. And so he and I got together like in that afternoon because anything with John is usually like in the spur of the moment. It's like, I got to do this. Let's go do this. You know, so we meet and we're trying to find a place for John to find a place. I assume. Well, well, we went to the library. Mm-hmm. I had just toured the library. And the, at the time, the new director of the library said, hey, I have this whole basement available. And at first I told John, well, why don't we go check out the basement library? He's like, well, hell no, we're not going to the basement of the library. And um, But we walked over there, and it's actually a really nice space. Yeah, by the way, the vision, when you think of the basement of the library, is kind of a drip, drip, drip in the corner, a fluorescent bulb that's askew, and a fan blade that hits in every turn. That tiny little short uh, window that yeah. you can barely well, see. John's, John's a salesman here, not me, okay? So <laughs> so we go over there, and like it is really nice space. And we started brainstorming that day about what we could do there in it wasn't too long after that that, you know, John has always had the broader, bolder vision on some of these things than I did. And uh, he's like, look, I think I can turn this into a co-working space. You know, we can do this. And um, from there, it was just kind of perfecting the idea. But then it was introducing it to the community and to the policymakers that, you know, at the time, this whole idea of an entrepreneurial city and co-working space was a pretty foreign concept so i give the policymakers a lot of credit for allowing us to go pursue it uh, frankly but we also made it somewhat easy because the cost was two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. i mean this was not a big leap in terms of financial investment but uh, those were the that's really the origins of how launch got going and i remember i was just starting to, my coverage on this blog and I remember all of a sudden, uh, I saw this thing come up called Launch Fishers for $250,000. Yeah. 
and passes right away. And I thought, well, there wasn't much discussion of it. So I finally, that's when I realized I better start going to work sessions because that's where you hashed it all out. And that's where the discussion happened. And John, uh, when you were, I mean, obviously, uh, he was town manager at the time, the current mayor, he was in that room with the town council members. You were there as well. Uh, What was the reaction they had when you tried to explain this all to them? Well, I, I, I think it was, uh, as most, uh, you know, good discussions and civil discussions are, it was, it was one that was, there were some questions, right? It was, they were very fair. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion about it. Um, but it, it opened up an interesting element here. And I think a neat dynamic to our relationship. And that is we, as a team, the mayor and I are way better uh, if we let the mayor handle government and politics and like he goes down that lane and then I hang out with the entrepreneurs He's since deeper into the entrepreneurs. I don't think I'm really that far into the government or politics side but uh, there, There's a language and there's a process and there's a way things get done And so, you know questions came up like well Are we gonna charge more for people if they don't live in Fishers to come to launch Fishers? I'm like, well, why would you do that? You actually do it the other way when you're trying to get people to come into your community and start a business you actually give them opportunities and incentives and reasons to come here not not a surcharge and so there was just a little give and take on what the whole point of this was and i think you know you get tangled up if you look at a launch fishers or an iot lab as a real estate play it's not that. It's way more uh, about economic development, building a strong community with people that are really going to be contributors, and and that's what we were trying to do. You know, I remember we started out with this goal of, I mean, if we could get a hundred people in our first year, we would be it'd be a huge success. And we ended up with a couple hundred. And then our next year's goal, we almost doubled that. And and as we sit here today, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of companies that trace their roots back, actually thousands, uh, I think, we just went over a thousand with multiple thousands of employees and substantial venture capital investment. And it all goes back to kind of the origins of creating this, this city that's built around entrepreneurs and, and innovation. You know, Mayor, I remember when uh, Launch Fishers first was introduced, the first thing is a report, just starting reporting and, and having lived here for a while. You know what? What is what is it? You know, I, I'm trying to figure out how I could understand it and explain it to others. And the way it was explained to me at the time was, okay, this is basically the space between hunt, launching a business at your kitchen table and and renting an office. You know, this is a place you can go to be around other people, share ideas. But you, there's a very fast internet connection, and there's plenty of space for you to work. And that was what you received from that. That uh, fee that you paid to be a to be a member, but I, I went a little further. You know, co-working space, as John said, is is pretty common. It was just getting started in 2012 when you hatched all this. But when I ask people about this who know something about co-working space, they always say, you know, there are lots of failures, a lot of co-working spaces that launch and then they just close back up again. But Launch Fishers has kind of been uh, a leader in that co-working space. Why do you think Fishers, Launch Fishers, succeeds where others do not? Other than excellent management, Mayor. <laughs> yeah, well, well see, I, was, I was giving him <laughs> yeah, a chance yeah, to say that, John. right there. Uh, I was going to go a totally different direction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, you know, it's funny, talking to new Fishers residents today, um, they take for granted what is here in terms of uh, businesses and economic development. There was a time 
where it was not a foregone conclusion that you would have a form stack or an Amplify or a Vibonomics or a Launch Fishers or an IoT lab here. Like, there, no guarantee any of that's here. And it started out of humble origins. I mean, John and I would put furniture together. We would go haul stuff out of the library basement. I mean, and I can't tell you, and this isn't like some sort of martyrdom, but how many hours, like, unbelievable number of hours and conversations and putting the time in to build the relationships with these industries to try to get them to believe that this could exist in a suburb. Um, I mean, for those first five or six years, it was 24 seven, you know, John was there constantly. He was chasing companies. John would call me and I would have to drop whatever I was doing. And we would go have these conversations. We would pursue these people wherever they may be. And, um, and frankly, do it all with a lot of people not believing that it could work. You know, like there was the belief there are the downtown folks that really kind of like, well, this is Indianapolis. This is where we do technology. You don't do it in the suburbs. And then there were the people that were traditionalists in the suburbs going, I don't get this. What is this all about? And, you know, it was just diligence, just hard work. And John, you know, constantly pushing and building and leveraging his relationships that got us a couple wins and then we had a couple more wins and then just kind of snowballed to the point now where to your point, Larry, I mean, I think Launch Fishers from a co-working space in Indiana is a top tier facility and it has remained that way from the outset. We've never really faded from that and we don't take that for granted. I mean, that that took a lot of work. <laughs> well, and one of my favorite sayings that you over the years have said, uh, Mayor, is it's important to know uh, what's happening because of you and what's happening to you. Right. Um, a lot happened because of us, right? Right. But let's also face it. Fishers is such a thriving uh, community. There yeah. is so much unbelievable talent here. Right. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm blown away still to this day. We are 10 years into this, and I still meet people that I cannot believe are residents right here, either in or around Fishers. Hamilton County, uh, this, this part of, of the state is so rich uh, with opportunity. Uh, now, it does take work to harvest, right? You can have fertile soil, but you still have to go out and work right. it and till it and, and harvest. And, and virtually, uh, in this innovation economy, that's what we did. We're, I think we are both uh, believers in hard work. But let's also acknowledge the good fortune that we have to be sure. placed right here. Well, and John's like a human LinkedIn. I mean, I've never met, I have never met anyone with the ability to connect and network with as many people as John does on a daily basis. I mean, and he seems to really get excited about identifying talent and people who are, you know, did, I can't tell you, every time I see John, he's like, I just met a guy and he was the, you know, chief legal counsel for blah, 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 blah. And he, it's just, it's what you've done your entire career. And I, it's, it's unbelievable. See, you know, how things have changed. In the old days, we would have said he had a great Rolodex. Yeah, right. <laughs> Today, it's yeah, a great it's LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Exactly. But, you know, John, I want to ask you this, because I do talk to people uh, around and say, okay, why is Launch Fishers a success? And they, while kidding aside, do give you a lot of credit. They say the leadership of Launch Fishers is really what makes a difference. So what are you doing differently, do you think? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't, I really honestly, uh, I can't say specifically other than uh, genuinely caring, right? I really believe that our entire team across the board truly cares about our mission. 
And so, you know, as we look at my exit and transition from launch and IoT full-time operational role, I'm still going to be involved with the board and managing some stuff and really contributing. Uh, but I feel like we're in fantastic hands with the team that's in place because I know we share a common vision and a common goal. We're not all the same, right? So we have all different types that work at Launch Fishers, but uh, we all have a common vision for making Fishers the most amazing community that we can. We're very hospitable. Uh, to a stranger walking through our front door. You know, we'll swing the doors open and sit down and try to find a way to engage. And, you know, if I had to pick one thing, I'd say in my personality and my type, I'm not afraid still to this day to roll up my sleeves, sit down and engage at a, at a very basic level with someone to understand what it is they need and how they can plug into our community and we can help them. And you know, Mayor, one thing that you said, and you made very clear at the time you were town manager, is that you not only wanted to have a co-working space in Fishers where people could grow their businesses, but you wanted these businesses to stay in Fishers, and by and large, they have. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we certainly, early on when John and I were experiencing a lot of success attracting the seed stage companies, they started growing because they're seeds and they're going to grow, right? And then we have to have an ecosystem for them. And so a lot of this development around here was in the early days kind of architected to be the jumping off point and i just want to go back to the comment about why launch is done as well as it has i think what i've studied other co-working spaces what tends to happen is you do have some tech entrepreneurs that or entrepreneurs that believe you should have the co-working space and then they hire a staff person to run it but there's a big disconnect there in that like what john i think the reason john was so successful is that John is an entrepreneur himself, and he's still actively, he's always been active in investing and being an entrepreneur. And so that, accompanied with the fact that he's running the place, just created these opportunities for people to connect with John where he could directly relate. It's such a different conversation when an entrepreneur goes up to the manager of the co-working space and says, hey, I'm having this challenge with some venture capital. And the person says, well, that's great. We have office hours from 2 to 4 where we have someone that comes in and visits. You can schedule there. Versus John just literally sitting there and going, been there, done that. Let's talk about it. Oh, by the way, here's four connections I can get you to. I think that's a really unique differentiator that um, a lot of these places don't have. They'll hire a you know, a 26-year-old person to be the, the manager great person but they don't they don't have that knowledge base and i think that was always a you know every one of those people were launch had some connection back to john in some way shape or form so i I would also say larry an example would be today we had a, a pitch event that we do routinely at launch where we bring entrepreneurs and we bring investors together we don't charge a fee we don't take anything we don't get equity for it we don't do anything we just bring people together we convene Uh, This group today included entrepreneurs from all over the state, but also out of state. We had one company with uh, only two founders, one in uh, Michigan and one in Colorado. And they came from Michigan because they have Indiana University DNA. That's how we met. And and what happened then was a, a series of introductions that led to a little, you know, whiteboard session with one of them. I had another meeting uh, out in the, in the coffee shop with another one of the entrepreneurs. And then from there, introductions, you know, are going to continue. So, you know, I think that, you know, to the mayor's point, we have these what we call serendipitous collisions that happen all the time at, at Launch Fishers where somebody's walking through and, and somebody else is meeting and it just becomes this moment of connecting. And, and that's it's authentic and, and it really is impactful for these young entrepreneurs. You, know, you talk uh, about 
technology, being a tech hub. But yet, I've met people I know who are attorneys who have who work out of Launch Fishers. I've seen people with real estate; they work out of Launch Fishers. And I hate to use this word, but I think it does apply here. That word synergy is overused, but I do think that you have different people. It's not just tech, and there are plenty of tech people there, don't get me wrong. But because you have people with different backgrounds, when you sit down and you sit at the coffee shop and you start sharing stories, my gosh, John, that that is an example of synergy. It, it is amazing, and it is an ecosystem, right? We look at this uh, this 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 uh, this community at Launch Fishers, where you may have an attorney, an accountant, a marketing firm, a developer. Uh, you can almost go one stop uh, for you know building an enterprise. In fact, we could that would be a fun little experiment to try to do a startup weekend with only Launch Fishers members, where we build a company from scratch. And, and I bet we could pull it off with the talent that exists in our membership base. And uh, you know, to your point of failure, you mentioned failure of uh, co-working locations and. Failure in entrepreneurship is a very common thing, right? And and the thing that we have learned is that having a healthy failure culture in a community or a co-working space or a company even for experiments and trying new things is really important because ultimately those failures even feed the ecosystem and the environment. Just like a rainforest, when a giant beautiful tree falls in the rainforest and hits the ground, the second it starts to decompose, the nutrients go back into the soil and feed the rest of the environment. And we see that all the time in companies when they occasionally do fail. We don't have a huge failure rate, but when it happens, you might see a company, I remember one in particular, uh, of a dozen people you know, highly talented across the board, software, and not for really not a lot of the, their own reasons, but for other dynamics and funding and market, they ended up having to shut the company down. I would estimate that within a week, 10 of the 12 had already found places and the other two were well on their way to where they wanted to be. And, and that's additive to our companies because they have access to talent. Even when a company fails, they just absorb. That's not great if you're that individual company, but the overall net effect is you're building your community. And I think in the past, you know, when I was getting into the broadcast business and you deal with a lot of people in other businesses when you're in that, um, failure was, was, was just awful. It was the end. But I remember going to one of your fail fest uh, events and, and, and Mayor, I wanted you to talk about this because, there, as, as John just said, when you fail, you learn and you move on with that knowledge, and that helps you in your next endeavor. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I remember John asked me to speak at Fail Fest, and uh, being a politician, my only failure was I tried too hard and I care too much. But um, you know. Uh, I do think that culture is important. I remember John, the one he referred to. I mean, we 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 stopped at a person's house and had a we toasted because they were about to sell this company. It was going to be a big deal, and at the last minute, the buyer pulled out and they ran out of payroll and, and, and ended. And uh, I remember the the particular entrepreneur was very worried that he will because of his failure would have like disgraced Launch Fishers or the whole entrepreneurial movement in the city. And we were like, no, nothing could be farther from the truth. You generated organic economic activity. 12 people had jobs for a period of time because of what you created. And you brought those people here and they're part of the ecosystem. And so that has accumulated over time. And I think it's, I think it's absolutely critical. Well, and I would just uh, highlight that comment the mayor made. It really was that, that binary success and failure. And, and only in the entrepreneurial world can you go from toasting your you know, eminent 
you know, deal that's going to just be amazing to being flat on your back and you just got pinned in the wrestling match, right? And it, likewise, right? I mean, I always call it, you know, the, the, the maneuver is a point for the escape and two for the takedown because you can do that also as an entrepreneur where you think you're down and out and all of a sudden you can escape and turn around and, and, and win. So that's, I think, what makes entrepreneurship so much fun. So, John, where do you see Launch Fishers moving forward? It's almost 10 years old now. Yeah, um, I don't know. Probably like any, uh, you know, preteen, uh, it probably is going to begin to learn more than uh, than its parents, and uh, and it's going to say an awful lot. I don't know. I, mean, I I I don't know what happens at Launch Fishers, right? It's a a community that will continue to grow. I believe in its uh, its richness, right? I see some industry focus, right? We did the IoT lab. And, uh, and I would imagine um, we see more programming-driven uh, things. I was really excited that we were able to do our Launch Fishers High School Fellowship again this year and engage the high schoolers and the, the youth. Uh, that's really kind of, the obviously, the, the pipeline of future talent. Um, and I know the team is really committed to continuing to engage uh, at that level. And with so, the new city halls under construction, Mayor, much of your staff will be at Launch Fishers. There'll be some there, yeah, and then we'll have our city council meetings there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think to John's point and your, to your question, Larry, we had a lot of discussion at our board level during COVID as to what what will co-working look like, what is it going to mean on the backside of COVID. I think we're still trying to understand what all that will look like. Are more people going to stop going to big offices and do more remote working and therefore having a launch fishers will be more ideal for them? Did people have like this life altering moment where they said, you know what, I'm tired of my current job. I'm going to go start a company. All those things are things that we're sifting through to try to understand where launch fishers goes from here. But, you know, launch, launch fishers in the IoT lab are cornerstones. The, the entire entrepreneurial movement in fishers is really what set us apart and differentiated us and allowed us to begin to transform what was a sleepy suburb into a dynamic commercial area. And so, um, you know, that, that I think can only get better over time. I, I would say that when we started, we really had a conscious, uh, we had an active conversation about this and intentionally uh, landed on the idea that if we could make entrepreneurship and innovation a dinner table discussion in Fishers, we would win long term. Well, you seem to have succeeded in doing that. And I've been seeing many national media stories about what the future of work is going to be post-pandemic, and you are certainly finding your own place in that. I'm going to to turn to something you've already mentioned. I'm going to start with the mayor because the IoT Lab, for those who don't know what that means, that's Internet of Things. This is a very big um, tech-centered sort of situation, very high-tech it's a way of using technology in new and innovative ways. Uh, and this IoT lab was very sought after. I'm sure there are lots of places in Indiana that would have loved to have had that state. And this is a state venture, state IoT lab. Talk about how Fishers landed the IoT lab. Uh, well, we came up with it, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, not to sound, um, I guess, verbose, but... Um, we, we knew, John and I knew that just creating launch fishers in itself couldn't be the end uh, of our initiative. We had to continue to grow and develop and reinforce this whole entrepreneurial movement. And we had started really interacting a lot with guys like uh, John McDonald and uh, Charlie Brandt. And there's a group of guys that we just started brainstorming on this and really thought that this was the next logical chapter for us. And so 
out of that, I think the idea of it being the state's IoT lab was really just we were the first one in the state to create the IoT lab, mm-hmm. more so than it would be like the state-designated IoT lab. And I think it's important to note, this might be a little off topic, but John and I's passion was always beyond Fisher's. We always wanted to create this. We believe so much in the entrepreneurial need across the state from an economic perspective that we put an awful lot of time and effort into trying to change the vocabulary and the culture throughout the entire state of Indiana around entrepreneurship. And so when you hear these things about like state this or state that, it really was an attempt to say this isn't just a Fisher's thing. It's a belief that, man, what's good in Fisher's can be slightly adapted and could be good in Fort Wayne or could be good in Evansville. And we, I mean, we spent a lot of hours on the road, a lot of time, John, more so than me, even um, trying to convince people that, hey, entrepreneurship exists in all four corners of the state, and we really need to figure out how to support that. You know, John, the first time I was at the IoT Lab, when you had the big opening, the grand opening, it was a huge crowd, but I also remember... I mean, all of the tenants you have in that building, Indiana University, major corporations, I think you sold out your space pretty quickly. Everybody who, it was anybody, wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, we were really fortunate to be supported by uh, an amazing group of sponsors and supporters and, and also the entrepreneurs that want to start businesses in there. We've been fortunate to see some of these companies start with two or three people and grow to, you know, 30, 40 employees now. And you walk through there, and it is just bustling uh, with uh, with activity and innovation, right? So to uh, to kind of cl- go one more time on Internet of Things, um, it, it's Internet-connected technology. Any place where a human or a machine can control something else on the Internet. So like Alexa, your ring doorbell, uh, all that kind of stuff is considered Internet of Things technology. We have tons of audio. We have a security camera uh, technology, cloud-based uh, surveillance type stuff. And, it, you know, we also have educational programs for K-12 through to get started in maker spaces. Uh, we have a, uh, a grow operation, I call it. Uh, it's this little round thing that's a hydroponic uh, uh, grow. It grows uh, lettuce. And we actually last week had a salad bar. And First Makerspace <laughs> invited everybody uh, to grab a salad. And they picked it right off of this hydroponic grow, vertical grow farm, and there was enough lettuce to feed everybody that wanted a salad, and had we had leftover uh, lettuce and, and all the trimmings and dressings. But it was is an example of building, you know, making something that is going to provide for uh, for our communities and, and also teach kids where the food comes from. Right. You know, uh, speaking of food, John uh, Fisher's Test Kitchen, you were behind that as well. Um, it's been around for a while. How would you evaluate uh, how that's worked out? Well, uh, first thing I would say is I would advise against starting up multiple restaurants <laughs> right as a pandemic is starting. That's generally, uh, you know, not what you, you think. You know, it's not going to work out generally. But through the support of our community, uh, the great support of the, the entrepreneurs that were involved there uh, and the city, uh, we made it through that. And, and it is back, I think, uh, in earnest. Uh, I will say Effective 1-1, uh, we did hand that off to a management team uh, that is really kind of taking it forward. Um, but, you know, I, honestly, I'm super proud of the effort that we put in there and to make the culinary conversation as much about the food as it is about the business and the entrepreneurship side of it, innovation included. You know, today we're, 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 we're fortunate to have uh, Kelsey in there, who is a Master Chef winner. Like, one city in America gets to claim that, 
And, and Fisher's Indiana is her home, and she has a restaurant right there in the test kitchen. And so you look at the talent, you look at how the community has rallied around that, and, and what the city has done to make the yard and Fisher's in general just an amazing place. I mean, you walk through there in any given day, it's just, it's nothing short of amazing. You walk through that, uh, that complex. You know, Mayor, you and I talked about this was a pandemic was starting, and I, and I remember saying to you, I'm sure this is not what you wanted to have a huge restaurant district just as a pandemic. But here's the thing, pandemic, now that it's beginning to ease, um, you ever, I don't think you've lost any, any restaurants in that complex from the time uh, no. you started. No, those, I mean, those restaurants are doing quite well. Um, I do remember one night, John, we had a dinner at the chef's table with a group. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We were leaving and Anna, my wife and I were walking out and we walked out into the Sun King area and I, and I pulled her aside and I said, look at, look at this place. It was packed full of like 27 to 35 year olds. And again, you cannot take these things for granted. Cause I remember when Anna and I first moved to Fishers when I, we were 26, there really was nowhere to go. And to see all these, these young educated people here in our community, I, it gives me a lot of hope for, you know, again, that next generation that's going to fill these companies with great talent. Um, you, as silly as sometimes things can sound like culinary or fail fast or launch fishers, you know, people can roll their eyes, but like fundamental to our ability to differentiate ourselves. Because I tell you this right now, having done a lot of economic development, every community will stand in here and say quality of life. Every community will say safe. Every community will say low tax rates. What can you sit in here and actually say, look at who we are, look at the DNA of our community, look at the things that we've done. Those are the things that ultimately differentiate you. Saying you have paths and trails and a quality of life, I'm sorry. It doesn't get the job done if you're trying to recruit a company. Showing them a $140 million development with 17 restaurants and a culinary accelerator, showing them launch fishers in the IoT lab, those have been really powerful visuals, even if you're not a startup company. And that's the, the story that a lot of people don't know is that all these efforts weren't just for the kid with a backpack. I mean, that was a focus. But we've recruited a lot of companies that just want to be around the general energy of all of that, that are a lot bigger than, you know, one person or uh, two or three employees. Okay, uh, we could go on for hours, yeah, yeah, could, but for I, sure. I do. I have one last question for John. I'm sure you expected this. You're moving away from Launch Fisher, so where are you going? Uh, well, I'm going to be right here, first of all. So I, I'll be right here. <laughs> so you're here. still living here. Is what I'm still saying. living yeah. in Fishers. I'm going to be working out of launch Fishers in the IoT lab. Um, we are in the process of launching a, uh, a startup uh, that I'm really excited about. And uh, I would say uh, let's save that for another time, and, uh, and, and I'll brief you on that in advance. But it's one that's going to be a meaningful contributor to this ecosystem that we're talking about. And I'm really excited about what's going to happen next. Well, at least I tried. <laughs> I, I, will, I will tell you, I mean, there's no more fitting exit for John than what he's about to do. Um, and uh, I know enough about what he's about to do that I just, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's, it's going to be exciting. And if we can keep him and his entity in Fishers as he does it, 
uh, it will be just as impactful as any launch fishers has been. So, well, thank you so much for that, and and to you, Larry. Uh, I do want to say thank you for your decade of interest in what we're doing, uh, fair treatment and support. You know, I, I don't expect to always get layups or, or softballs uh, from people that are reporting to our community on what's going on, and, and not that you were overly, you know, you certainly weren't mean-spirited about it, and that's what I want to say. Thank you for being a class act. Uh, I will tell you this. When my mom uh, texted me after your post about me leaving, that was the highlight of all this, and I called you and left you a message, and I said, look, there aren't a lot of media people who's, uh, you know, the, the, the subject of their stories, mothers call them and say, what a nice story <laughs> and what a nice man that Larry is. And, and so well, I just want to thank you for being a As I said act. to you, you certainly earned that, and not everybody I write about would say that. So <laughs> thank you very much for, and Mayor, for you saying as well. that. Thank you so much for a decade yeah. of support. It's been, uh, it's fun. been a fun, uh, fun run, and I uh, look forward to more. Well, it's been informative, but as your city council member said, it was entertaining as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Fadness and John Wexler, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Be kind.